This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. All right, it is 2.03 here on the Blitz 1170. Hope that you've had a good afternoon so far. What's going on? Uh, coming to you live from the Ike Chili House Studios, serving four generations of Tolson since 1908. Real quickly, want to remind everyone that we've teamed up with Triad Eye Institute uh, for another year in which we are helping show love to our local veterans, create your homemade Valentines, drop them off by February 6th at any Triad Eye Institute in Tulsa, Muskogee, Bartlesville, Grove, Claremore, Pryor, or McAllister, or even right downtown here at our studios. Additional information is available at theblitztulsa.com. They will distribute those to local veterans. All right, uh, let's hit up the hotline. And welcome in Justin Martinez, who joins us here from the Oklahoman as we talk a little Oklahoma Sooner basketball. Justin, long time no chat, man. Thank you for joining us here back in Tulsa. How are you today? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm thankful for you to be able to come on and help us try to make a little bit of uh, sense of this. And I I know that this is without a doubt the the toughest stretch of schedule probably that Oklahoma has during this time and it really stinks for them to be in this position where you have I don't know how else to say it other than that they've played their way out of the tournament playing the way they have over this very difficult stretch and it doesn't get any easier for them does it yeah no I mean next up you're looking at a game against Alabama uh, second team in the country probably the hottest team in the country um just stacked, loaded with talent. Yes, it's going to be at home, but it's another really big test. And it's funny, you know, this is their one break from from conference play, um, which has been brutal for them, and it just so happens to be Bama. So, yeah, definitely um, no days off for Oklahoma as of late. What has happened here as of late from a team that basically, what, conference losses – there's the uh, Iowa State game, Baylor. I think there's another one, maybe Texas, where they lost by one possession. What has happened from that team to what we've seen here over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, Texas, Iowa State, Kansas, Baylor, um, all of those losses came by a combined 10 points. You know, so when you hear that, you think, okay, they're here competing. Um, even though if they're not winning, you know, they're still competing against some of the top teams not only in the conference, but in the league. But really that game against TCU was the first time that they looked like a team that was a ways away from being competitive in the conference. I mean, it started with turnovers. You know, they um, had three turnovers in the first few minutes during that 11 nothing run for TCU. Um, they were getting beaten on the glass. They were allowing TCU to get out on the fast break, score and transition with these. Um, they were fouling at a high rate. I think TCU had 29 uh, free throw attempts in that one. Just a lot of, of – simple mistakes you could really just clean up. It was kind of just self-inflicted, it seemed like, a lot of times. And then also they didn't fight back down the stretch. You know, Porter had said this is the first time that he saw his team not really take a punch and give one back. You know, it seemed like they kind of just gave up down the stretch, which is definitely not encouraging um, to keep the season rolling on. That's what I was going to ask. Is that a a troubling one-off? Or is it a troubling trend that might – 
continue to happen here with the rest of the of the regular season because we we talked about this even last week uh, after the Bedlam game was if you asked me to describe Oklahoma, my first thing was tough blue collar mentality, and then that happened against TCU. I just hope that they haven't run completely out of gas with the way they looked the other night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would definitely hope that this is a one-off thing because um, they have shown signs of, like, being a team that can get, they can bounce back. You know, you start off Big 12 play with a pair of really tough home losses to Texas and Iowa State, but they go and bounce back and beat Texas Tech on the road. You know, And they, they lose to Kansas where they bounce back with a game against West Virginia that they win. You know, they've shown that they're a team that is, is resilient and can fight back. So you would hope that that is the case, that is the trend that we'll see moving forward as opposed to what we saw at TCU, because it is that, if that is the case, you know, if they start to lose that, that fight and that really, that edge, that underdog mentality, which at this point is one of the few things they have really going for them in such a stacked big 12, um, then it can get really tough for them. You know, it can get really tough the rest of the season. I'm not making an excuse for him, but if there is such a thing as a bad match, TCU would seem to be it. And by the way, uh, Oklahoma wouldn't be the only bad match for TCU. They are legit this year. And what I mean by is just what TCU's pace that they play at, the fact that you combine that with Oklahoma's turnovers that they had that night, how quickly that TCU was getting out on the break, and the fact that Oklahoma plays one of the slowest paces in all of college basketball, that is not a good combination at all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, TCU, is, is they're long, they're athletic. Like you said, they like to get out on the run. They've got a star player in Mike Miles, who um, to me is, is just one of the more unguardable players in the league. He does such a great job of getting to the free throw line. Um, they've got bigs that are switchable. You know, Xavier Cork, they didn't even have Eddie Lampkin, by the way, in that game against OU, who is their real interior president. They're forced down low. But still, they got bigs that can switch really well. So, yeah, I mean, that is a really good TCU team. And it's, it's what we were talking about. This is the Big 12 where all of these matchups, I mean, it's going to be tough day in and day out. Um, so you definitely have to try to find a way to um, to change something up and get some wins here. What uh, what's been going on with uh, with Sherfield? Uh, that's kind of an open ended question on that. But you know, there were times where he has great starts uh, in the first half. I think we we've seen that a couple of times. Uh, then not really that much in 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 the second half at all. But even his play is dipped. And I'm sorry that the way that the team is built. It's unfortunate to say this, but a lot of it depend. Their success depends on how well he plays night in, night out. Yeah, he's been scoreless in the last three second halves for OU. Oof. And you know, we talked about they've had a lot of close games in conference play. Obviously, in close games, you need your closer, and Grant is their best option for that. So if he's not really delivering in the second half, then it's going to become very tough for them to win some of these games, especially if they find themselves, you know, just needing a bucket down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, it, it starts with Grant Sherfield. You know, we kind of knew this going into the season that they were going to go as far as he took them um, because they do have some solid rotational pieces around him. But Grant Sherfield is their offense. I mean, he's taken 29% of their shots. Um, he has one of their highest offensive ratings, one of their best true shooting percentages, really high assist rate. Um, I mean, he does it all for them. So if he's not able to deliver, especially down the stretch, um, then it really puts OU in a tough spot. What was kind of the mentality of uh, of Porter after the game and then leading into this Alabama game? Does he seem like that he's a guy that's kind of grasping for answers right now, or is this a, hey, we just got to continue to grind and, and find a way through this? Yeah, they've talked a lot about just putting it in the bank. You know, you lose a tough game, but the thing about the Big 12 is you can't, you know, just sit in 
and really think about the past. You got to look forward to the next matchup. And obviously, this isn't a conference game coming up, but Alabama is one of the best teams in the nation. So you have no choice but to just kind of shake it off and look forward. And I guess in a way that kind of makes it a little bit easier that you know there is no other option. You know, Porter's kind of talked about is that you have to be ready to look forward to the next game. And that's the mentality they're going to try to take into it at Alabama. I think one thing, too, that would at least be a t- of somewhat concern is with how good Alabama is. And you you made reference to your little respite here that you have in the conference. Oh, and by the way, here comes a Final Four contender team into your house and play. Like, if that one doesn't go your way, I just worry about this from, like, a confidence standpoint, right, that there's nothing to build off of if it goes south on them the way that a lot of people feel like that it could. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're OU, the thing you have to tell yourself is that, yes, we've played ourselves out of the, the NCAA tournament as of right now, um, at least as far as all the projections are saying. But the good thing is if we even get a few of these wins down the stretch, these are resume-building wins. I mean, you look at Alabama, even if you lose that one, Oklahoma State's playing some good basketball. Um, you got Baylor, Kansas, Texas, um, all these teams. You get another shot at TCU at the end of the season, I mean, if you just get a few of these, all of a sudden your resume can look a lot better. So that's the positive you can take away from this, or I guess the angle you can choose to look at it as, is that there's opportunities. You know, yes, it's going to be hard, but there are opportunities to turn this thing around. Oh, there's no doubt, right? Because I think you just use the example of, of what kind of their resume is in general. Uh, even if they haven't been great as of late, you look at Quadrant 1, where kind of Lenardi and a lot of guys even had them still kind of hanging around in the general area, like a big win like that or string maybe a couple together in the conference. And I think that this is, you know, how it changes week to week. It could be a completely different story by the time we get to the next couple of weeks, but it just depends on them being able to find a way to fight through it. Yep. That's going to be the key. And, you know, they're going to have to show a lot of, you know, mental toughness, obviously physical toughness as well in the big 12, but they're going to have to find a way to, to shake this off and, and get ready for, for these next few games. Um, when they come back, obviously they've got Bedlam, uh, and then more continued on, uh, this stretch here. Who is someone though, that, um, doesn't get as much maybe talking points on this team that kind of gets left out of general conversations when it comes down to whether or not that they are good on that evening or not. Yeah, I think they very quietly started to build a nice rotation off the bench. I mean, C.J. Nolan is a guy who started the year as a, as a starter, um, lost that to Milo Suzon, who has really run away with things. He's become really nice for them. But, but C.J.'s been playing some really good basketball. He's emerged as a nice 3-and-D guy. Um, Bijan Cortez has been able to, to facilitate really well and even be a little bit more engaged on defense than last season. And then you got Sam Godwin, a, a walk-on, and an Ada native who um, returned here didn't get a scholarship offer, but didn't bother him. You know, he took the chance and has really become just a force on the glass for them. Gets a lot of second chance opportunities and is a is an option that you can dump the ball down low too. So I think they've really started to build a little bit of depth here. Um, whereas even if they don't have that one big name, you know, you'd hope that'd be Grant Sherfield. But even if they don't have that, they at least have some options that you can bring in um, off that second unit. So there's a few names here that I think um, if they can continue to progress, it would really help you out a lot. Justin Martinez is our guest. Uh, final one for me. How much of this is just a confidence thing? You wrote about that after Bedlam and and basically Porter telling his team, hey, you can't lose confidence. Wh- where is their confidence level even at right now? Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that 
it has been shaking a little bit. I mean, these are three tough losses, obviously a bedlam loss. There's a lot that goes into that, you know, with the bragging rights and all that. Then you lose a tough one to Baylor that I'm sure they feel like they, they could have won, you know, 62 to 60. And then really on the opposite end of the spectrum, this is a TCU game where they just, they just kind of lost it from the start and were never able to get it back. So they lost three very different, but I guess equally painful types of games, you know, as of late. So I'd imagine that is tough on them, but they do have veteran guys. Grant Sherfield is a senior. Um, you know, Tanner Groves is a fifth-year guy. Jacob Groves is a senior. Jalen Hill is a senior. So, I mean, their leaders are guys with experience who I'm sure have been through adversity before. So that's really what they're going to have to lean on um, if in case some of these younger guys do lose some confidence. They're going to have to lean on this leadership uh, moving forward. Justin, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on, talking a little uh, sooner basketball with us. We'll definitely be in touch sometime soon. And, uh, man, keep up the great work there at the Oklahoma. You do a great job. I appreciate you guys for having me. Have a good one. All right. That is Justin Martinez joining us here on the Blitz 1170 via our hotline here in studio that can be sponsored by Insert Your Business Here. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with more next here on the Blitz. You can also text us, 918-262-5072. And when we do, we will look at a little NFL. That's next year on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.